Welcome to the Afterwatch with Lavar and Phil. Welcome back to the Afterwatch, the podcast where we talk about movies and TV shows. That full spoiler conversation you have after you watch something you love or hate. I am Phil. I'm Lavar. We have a special guest with us today. Please introduce yourself, special guest. Hello, my name is Angela. I am. F- oh shit! Are we clapping? Okay, yeah. we're clapping. Yay! I am Phil's youngest sister. Yeah. Yay! Baby Angie, not really baby. Right. But yeah, you're grown. A little bit. Mortgage, okay. child, all the things. Okay. Marriage. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Thank you for the bio. Well, today we're going to be talking about Lost in Space uh, Season 1, a kind of a new segment we're doing, What to Watch with the Afterwatch. <laughs> I feel like we actually, we've had those segments before. We have? Yeah. Oh, okay. You guys well, give suggestions. It's still a good idea. Yeah, it's still a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, you, sometimes you'll be sitting at home watching Netflix, and you'll be like, "Oh, what am I gonna? What am I gonna watch? There's so much, to, so much here. Thousands yeah. and thousands of shows." And then you can shows. spend twenty hours scrolling on Netflix and not actually watching anything. That's true. So yeah. we're here to help you out. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about the show Lost Space on Netflix, uh, season one. Um, I'm yeah. going to moderate the conversation because I watched all 15 minutes of the first episode. Nice. Yeah. I, you know, my part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so both of you watched it. How long ago would you say? Um, when it came out. When it came out, yeah, right when it came out. When I saw the advertisement that they're doing another uh, Lost in Space, I watched it growing up, just uh, black and white, mm-hmm. the black and white version. It came out in 1965. So, yeah, that's part of my childhood, watching that in syndication, watching Leave it to Beaver, the Andy Griffith show, and then there's Lost in Space. I, Lost in Space was the best one of all of them. I don't remember a lot of these things. Like I said, I'm Phil's youngest sister. Um, so, no, I don't remember it. He says we watched it. But I, don't, I don't recall. Yeah, we watched Star Trek. I vaguely too. remember something about some family Robinsons being lost somewhere. But So, Phil, your motivation was because you watched the original and watch it again. Your motivation. It's right up my alley. See that space out. I, 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 yes, absolutely. I curate my Netflix very carefully. So their suggestions are usually on, po- on point. Nice, nice. So, so Star Trek and Star Wars and that stuff would be in your all Lord. all the things. All yes, the space. All right. that's oh, why cool. you know we're in the same family. Yeah, we like the same things. That's good. That's <laughs> right, good. that's how we got to stay up late. We got to watch Star Trek with Ma. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah, yep. we did. Yep. yep, grew up watching Star Trek. Well, tell me about the uh, season one. What is season one about? That's a large question. I guess um, if if you're trying to sell it to me, how would you describe it? That's hilarious. I'm just talking about how to summarize things with my students in class and they're not getting it so now you're putting me on the spot to summarize something oh man okay so lost in space is about a family who as the title suggests yes gets lost in space but more than that it is how they are navigating their family relationship because they start from a place of real brokenness and end up probably stronger because of all the problems that they face yeah uh yeah that's what i would say yeah i think that's a good description i'd kind of say yes it is about a family that ends up is lost um separated from a a convoy of people yeah Yeah. a convoy of people trying to travel to a new planet 
they're not just only lost uh, physically because of um, uh, them being lost on an alien planet, but they're also lost in terms of their relationships yeah, with that, one another. Absolutely. Yeah. And I will also say, this show is the epitome of, I think, what is it? Murphy's Law? Anything that can go wrong will? Mm. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this This show is the epitome of Murphy's Law. Anything and everything, even things I didn't think of that could go wrong, will go wrong. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, it just starts off with um, the the family, like on a ship, they're playing like playing a card game. You don't a very strained card game. Yeah, strained card game of go fish. Yep. Yeah, they it's like they don't know how to play. They're not really interacting with each other well, and um, something happens to their main ship that they're attached to. And you find out that um, it's kind of gone. The ship has gone down, and they uh, crash land on an alien planet. So, are you guys not going to give any spoilers for season one? It's been like two years. I mean, if you can, yeah, we'll give, oh. we'll give spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I just yeah. want, I just if want you, to set if, it up. If you're selling it, though, I guess you don't really want to give too much away. No, this is after watch. It right? is the after watch. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, right. All right. We're not going to spoil like too, too much. Though. The podcast listeners know what they're getting into. Yeah. Yeah, we want to talk about stuff. Yeah. All right, so, go ahead. yeah, yeah. So basically, they get uh, they crash on an alien planet, and and it's really interesting. Um, just the family dynamic that they have. Yeah, you, starting out, you 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 realize very quickly that um, there's a strained relationship between everyone and the father. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then there's a strained relationship between the sisters, mm-hmm. um, Judy and Penny, and. There's, I guess, the overarching, not overarching, but there is also the theme of Will struggling with himself. Right. So Will being the father. The youngest youngest boy. So, yes. So, the order is like, John's the father, Maureen is the mother. um, Judy's the eldest daughter. Yep. Judy's the eldest daughter. Eldest daughter. Penny is the middle child, and Will is the baby of the family. Young child. There's also a robot and another woman, isn't there? They yeah. come in later on. They come in oh, later. Okay. But okay. yeah, when they first start, you just start with the f- like the five people in the family and you see their dynamic, how they interact, interact with one yeah. another. They start with a very nice heartwarming um, flashback to when he surprised them when yeah. he came home for Christmas. He works in the army, the I'm assuming, in the yeah. military. Yep. Um, so they they have a heartwarming flashback of him surprising them. He, he was able to come home for Christmas when they weren't expecting him. So it was very heartwarming. So at first I was like, oh, what a nice living family. And then I was watching the way that they interacted. I was like, mm, something's not right. Yeah, yeah. So something, so then they, they do along the way fill in the story of right. the fact that he wasn't there yeah. and the hardships that I guess Maureen had to do to keep the family together and make sure that they all were able to qualify to make it into the space program right. to go to the new colony. Yeah, so it's, it's like difficulties with between a husband and wife and then that radiating out towards the kids as well too. So, yeah. Oh, I guess we should probably say why they had to go in space in the first place. Actually, yeah. Yeah, well, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Right. There was some form of collision on Earth that like destroyed the Earth and okay. the air quality. So they had to train and qualify for a space program to to uh, go to the new colony that they were going to start. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So, so, yeah. Well, I think like the highlight of this show, like we'll probably get into some spoiler stuff, like the highlight of the show is the interaction between the family, like um, just the drama that's there. So it's not just simply a plot-driven show, like, oh, we have to get away from this danger or we have to get to the next planet, but it's also a, um, a lot of emotional storytelling 
and conflict being resolved. Yeah. It sounds a lot like After Earth. The Will Smith movie. Never watched it. Never seen it? Never seen it. But I, I heard not good things about it. That's why it. I never watched it. Yeah, I actually ended up watching it last year. It's not as bad as people make it out to be. Like It's like 11% Rotten Tomatoes, but what do they know? Rotten Tomatoes hates everything. That's true. The, the idea of... Um, well, you put it this way. The way that they uh, you have a character who's, who's struggling... In, in After Earth's sense, it's um, Will Smith's son. Right. Both... In the movie, in real life, um, he has to get from point A to point B, but he's struggling against fear inside and struggling, I, I guess, in some way against his father's expectations of what he needs to be in terms of being a man and the guilt of um, being the reason why his sister died in the right. movie. Mm-hmm. So, spoiler. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but okay. I, I like the idea of how movies, uh, shows, and movies like this, even um, Battlestar Galactica, and yeah, uh, a little bit my mind. They're in space. Space stuff is happening, right. but it's the politics, all their family dynamics. Yes, right. yes, yeah. yes, so yes. That really takes center stage in these things. So, does does having something like that, family dynamic issues, family problems, whatever, being in outer space, does being in outer space heighten it? Does it make it more clear the dynamic? Would it matter if they were set in? Eighteen oh, fifties Texas, like what would? Well, I I think you're you're hitting on something because that just that idea of kind of like the frontier, you know, everything is kind of heightened, right? That's the thing. Even the thing with science fiction, right? It's very like um, like esoteric kind of like big grand idea, you know. Oh, people having to relocate to another part of the yeah. universe, but um, it forces you to actually take into account other problems as well too. Right. So I find that interesting. So the, the large issue, okay, the world is destroyed. We have to survive. Yeah. Know? And, and what people will do when they have to survive. So mm. they, they show very quickly, um, in the first episode, really, yeah. when Judy gets caught in the ice because yeah. she's not listening and yeah. right. Yeah. She gets caught in the ice and, um, you can know, you know that there's a strained r- relationship between Judy and Penny and, and Judy who's caught in the ice and her father, but because we have to survive, right. you see the difference between not liking someone and still loving someone. Mm, right. Yeah, true. Because I don't like you. You're not nice to me as my daughter. Maybe you hate me as your father, but yeah, I'm going to trek across this mountaintop yeah. and go find the magnesium that I need yeah. to get you out. And even though we are sisters and we fight all the time, you're caught in the ice. I'm trying to keep myself from crying because I'm scared you're going to die. Mm. So we hate each other at like we don't like each other at all, right. but we love each other. And these situations kind of force out those deeper emotions that if they were just sitting in a house, they might not have to force out the fact that I do love you and I would do anything for my family. Mm. Right. And there's I think there's something like the idea of even survival that's being like pointed to as as well too. Yeah. Right. That. At the end of the day, you know, it is about our survival. So it's not like, it's not like, oh, I took your cookie, Angie. Like, oh, okay, forget about you. Yeah. But I still want you to survive. I still want you to live. Yeah. I don't want you gone. Yeah. You know, so I I appreciate that, that you don't want me gone if I take your cookie. But, um, (laughs) I mean, yeah. What type of cookie was it? I'm joking. (laughs) You know, it's break time chocolate chip cookies. That's one of those. uh, (laughs) But, um, it's just interesting how everything is heightened because survival is always in the mix. And actually that is actually good storytelling because truly all stories point to some aspect about 
us survive, like humanity surviving yeah. in general, right? So, um, what Angie was speaking about before, when they first crash landed, they did land on the top of a mountain, like a, this icy frozen mountain, right? But and, well, not fully frozen. Yeah, but was not fully frozen because their ship gets stuck in the ice. Penny gets, I mean, Judy gets stuck in the ice and they have to find a way to get her out. Yeah. Um, so they force them to trek across the mountain, get back, eventually get her out of the ice. And, um, they actually introduce, um, a new character in the process of getting Penny out of the ice, which is the robot. Yeah. Right. So, um, oh, so the robot's not on the boat, on the uh, ship this whole time? No, they find the robot there. Okay. Is that like well, the, Will finds the robot. Will finds the robot. Is this the, the same way it happened in the original series as well? I don't actually, that I don't know because I don't remember watching the initial I've, episodes. I've always heard of Lost in Space. Never really watched. I've seen, I've seen one of the old school episodes. Yeah. I always assumed that the big, odd looking robot was part of the family, like yeah, the I family thought, nanny or something. It's like the, like, the, the dog of the family you yeah. know like you know like the jetsons how yeah. they have like the maid robot that's how i always thought the robot from lost in space that's what was I thought, yeah yeah but this they this made robot it, is part of the family yeah well they made um this robot in the in the series like they find him he's crash landed yes. on the planet and kind of makes a bond with will kind of like you know um like old yeller or something like that. You know, like one of those things, they find a dog and bring it home and it becomes yeah. like the part of the family. That's what happens. They find this alien robot who's broken. He gets, re- um, Will helps, helps him get, re- him. Yes. get repaired and he comes and joins the family. And there's also this dynamic of like, should we trust this robot? It's kind of an alien. Like, do we know? Looks super scary. Yeah. Like has four arms, you know, can claw, claw you to bits and stuff. All the things. Shoot a laser from yeah. its face. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah, not so, lie. but I love that that one aspect, which was kind of like a background thing from the original series. Like, oh, the robot just followed Will around all the time. They actually added layers to the robot, like right, and it, made him a more complex character, like right. Data. Mm. No. Less complex than Data. Yeah, no. CTPO. No, 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 because they're they're see R two D C three PO aren't that complex. The robot doesn't really speak. It deals it deals with the like the android problem, you know, like like a robot is a created like a created being. Like, how does it experience emotions and feelings and mm. it, like they it deals with a lot of those aspects with uh, the yeah. robot in this series. So, it, um, a lot of the interactions that Will has one on one with the robot is kind of humanizing the robot. Yeah. To to try and make, I guess, to for Will, it's to make a connection, but it's also to, I guess, try and make the robot seem less scary to everybody else. Right, right. Because Will is the one who has the special connection with the robot. Will is the one who's like, I trust this robot with my life. Yeah. And everyone else is like, mm, not sure. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. The family dynamic is Will, uh, may I, I, I misheard earlier, but is Will not accepted in the family as much or is there a strain between will and the rest of the family no will's just the youngest yeah he's will, just will, will is like the protected Sorry, cherished child. The father who's the father is the father. yes yeah. yes right, will is kind of like the you know the protected youngest child, child. in the family and it, do, it does come out that i'm um, spoiler alert yeah. it does come out that will never qualified to make it into space so oh. he was supposed to be left behind right. but the mother pulled some strings and did some illegal activity to get him falsely approved so that they could all be together. Yeah. And that's the thing, even with Will, such a young actor, which was really cool that he had a lot of just insecurities about like his own abilities and stuff like that. Yeah. Because he kind of deep down, he knew that I, I didn't I'm pass. Not, I'm not I didn't pass. To be here. Yeah. 
right? So it's very interesting, even over the course of this first season, just seeing him change, even with his relationship with the robot and having to even assert himself in the protection of the robot. Yes. Right? Like that actually made him more of a confident character. And that was a a great arc for just even like a a young, very young character to have. So, um, yeah, I thought that was um, pretty cool. Um, The layers with the robot. One interesting thing about the series... Before we move on, actually, so do you find Will that he's trying to prove himself constantly throughout the series? No. No. Trying to qualify himself? No? No, not to really prove himself. He's just really doubting himself yeah it's it's really an internal struggle with just himself accepting himself accepting does he have anything to offer right it's nobody outside of him is saying oh it is implying anything okay they don't know except for the mother the mom yeah the mom knows that yeah um in season one the mom knows that he didn't qualify qualify, qualify, but she she would have taken that to her grave so yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, that was really yeah, like, cool. Yeah, moms do what they got to do. My baby needs to come with me. I'm not leaving any of my kids. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, the one interesting thing... Oh, well, we should talk about two characters that were introduced as well, too. Oh, yes. Um, there's Dr. Smith, which... A.K.A. Oops, sorry. A.K.A. June Harris. Okay, well, good factoid you have there for all the people who don't <laughs> know her original name. Yes. But um, but Dr. Smith, originally in, in the original series, the 1965 series, um, it was... Um, it was a male character, like Dr. Smith was was a man, actually. Yeah. And they made the decision to change uh, Dr. Smith over to a female character. And I absolutely love Dr. Smith in this series. Yeah, a- I and, like her. And just, As much as I'm infuriated by her, I like yes, her. Yes, yes. And all good villains, you kind of love them and hate them at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it actually... I don't know if you'd qualify her specifically as a villain. I mean... She just throws a lot of shade. I mean, she is a constant antagonistic force. Yes, that that's how I would, yeah, that's a good way to put it. And she wouldn't be like necessarily the villain of the piece because the villain of the piece really is, it is. They um, need to survive. Yeah, it's, just, yeah, it's a man <laughs> yeah. versus nature story in essence, right? They have to survive this environment. They have to survive this different. The robots. The robots. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> they have to survive, you know. Um, the anomaly that's that their planet is on or the cataclysm that they're running from it, it's ultimately a man versus nature story but with human like emotional man man versus man elements yes human human yes. versus human elements amongst one another so with dr smith just her introduction into the show like just brought a whole different like flavor think of like starscream from transformers yeah yeah that's basically dr smith is starscream basically like always kind of like starscream is kind of annoying yeah, you but know. then when he died, I, I kind of missed him. No, right? See, like adds flavor. Yes, right. Um, and her, her portrayal and just the level of manipulation she enacts yes. throughout the series is just really, really well done. It show it like you have to kind of applaud the writers to see. Like, yeah, because you, you're never really sure. I'm like, can you do these things that you're saying? Are you actually trying to help? Are you lying to me? Most definitely, you're lying. But what exactly are you lying about? Right. Yeah, like, how are you going to mess this up for me? So she's like a woman of constant mystery and constant just you never sure whose side she's on. Well, she's always on her side. Yes, that is a constant. A okay. yeah. Always on her side, but does her side because you know they're still trying to battle the elements yeah. and and space, does her side align with the side that you need to survive? That is the question. Right, right. right. So, so is she going to help you because she wants to survive or does she think of something else that will actually 
end up hurting you but helping her. Yeah, and see, that's the interesting thing where with, with Dr. Smith, like there's this heightened desire to, of survival and then it's like the family trying to survive together right yes so it's like the cooperative surviving the robinsons like, always stick together right robinsons always stick together corporate like kind of communal survival versus like singular survival you know like it's very very interesting just the dynamic that's kind of played on in there like even dr smith's episode when she's introduced you find out that she takes somebody's identity she gets down to the planet by herself she's trapped with a couple other you know technicians right right and one of them becomes a character on the show don west who knows her secret partially yes right but in dr smith being introduced you see her wanting to survive solely for herself and people dying you know and almost dying don don yeah. west almost dying just so that she can, can survive yep this series actually sounds kind of interesting i might have to check it out yeah, it is, it, it uh, is it's, yeah it's, it is really it's really really good um some elements that they introduced from that are different from the original series is that normally how the black and white series worked is that the family's stuck on a planet they don't fly anywhere else they're just stuck on the same planet and it's kind of like like they're homesteaders you know they're trying to build a life there you know and then particular different problems kind of pop up but they're always in the same spot with this show which is different is that the driving force is we need to get to the colony yeah we need to get to the colony so they go from an icy mountain to um going through a desert to then you know making and establishing a place for themselves and um, them actually having to leave. But one interesting thing about this series is that they actually introduce more characters. So it's not like the Swiss Family Robinson where it's just the family there and maybe like some ancillary characters maybe popping in. Their whole community actually shows up. So the people that they're actually traveling with, the people on the Resolute, their mothership, like they show up as well too and different families or different groups. Right, and their different motivations. Let me ask some rapid questions, just real quick, for the sake for people who want to watch it. Is it blood and gore? Is it cussing? Is it something all no. people can watch? You can watch it with your family. Yeah, you can watch it with your family. It's still, it's um, yeah, yeah, you can watch it with your family. Um, I guess if you have super young kids who might get scared when the robots like turn up, <laughs> um, maybe that might be something you might want to watch. But it is, no, it is nothing vulgar. It's nothing with cursing or gore or blood or guts. It's yeah. yeah, it's just very entertaining. Yeah, Is there any standout episodes or standout um, scenes or anything? Mm. Or was it was like every episode was just killing it. I think the fir- the first for me the first episode was really catching, and the third episode introducing Doctor Smith yeah. was really really good as well too. Um, everything else is still very not safe, but it's just. This like standard, like it's yeah. entertaining throughout the whole thing, but there's no like except really... except when Doctor Smith got the robot on her side, okay. I was like, oh my gosh, no, <laughs> this is the worst thing to happen ever. But everything had been pretty bad so far. Oh, yeah, every, everything <laughs> bad. Everything bad just keeps happening to this family. Yeah, you see the cursed family, Robinson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, any other final thoughts on on uh, Lost in Space? Well, any final selling points? Any ne- actually any negatives? Anything bad about this series? Um, story, plot, pacing, acting's good. The for me the the plot could be a little bit tighter. Once they brought in the other families, like in the other like survivors in, that's where I felt it kind of 
dimmed down a little, like the survival aspect of it kind of dipped yeah. down a little bit. Yeah. And became more about, um, yeah, it just felt a little, it got a little bit lost with how many people they had there. When it's just, just the family themselves and their interactions with one another and the elements, that's when it's more the most riveting. So the more people they add, the more I feel like survival isn't such a big issue for them. Yeah. I mean, it got, it got, it became harder, I guess, to navigate what they had to do because there yes. were so many different motivations there. Exactly. Um, but I don't really watch the whole season of something if I don't like it. So yes, true. <laughs> yeah. It actually reminds me of Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of, uh, people's motivations being, um, questioned, mm. survival, man versus nature, um, pretty much being on kind of the new frontier that everything's kind of burnt down, starting things over again, right? finding out who you really are during uh, tough times. Um, so people's real identities come to the forefront. Yeah. Right. Right. Developing new identities because of the circumstances that they're in. So it strangely enough, it sounds a lot like a zombie series or movie, but sounds a little bit better than... Yeah, like it's 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 fun. Most. It's a fun show. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, yeah. it's a good Netflix show. Like you kind of... Yes, solid. Solid. You can just keep watching and just... Keep going. I mean, I can't do other work and watch it. Okay. It's not yeah. one of those shows where you can just put it on in the background, but right, you don't right, really right. miss anything if you're doing other things. Yeah. No, you can't do other work while you're watching it. Yeah. If you'd like to stay abreast of what's going on. Oh, snap. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I guess that's the episode for today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can hear uh, us at the Afterwatch and all your podcast purveyors, you know, your Apple Podcasts, your Google Plays, your Stitchers, your Pod Beans, and all that jazz. If you have any thoughts about uh, Lost in Space Season 1, let us know what you think. You can reach us on Twitter at at after underscore watch, or you can email us at theafterwatch at pm.me. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear back from you and let us know, um, what you think if you watched it or you want us to check out any other shows that are space oriented about survival and family and conflict and stuff like that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it for us. And always remember Afterwatch rocks the world. Autobots, transform and roll out.